Thank you. Bless you guys. Thank you. Wonderful. Sweet presence of the Lord. I was blessed yesterday, but let me first of all say thank you for your prayers this week. Went in and had the little op. I was home the same day. If I don't get blown off the stage here, I've just got to keep... <laughs> and uh, everything's fine, and I'm here today, thank God, and I'm ready to preach, and I thank God for his faithfulness and his word. Let's just give the Lord a hand for how wonderful he is in our lives. One of the reasons that I wanted you to pray and, and, and know about what was going on, because sometimes you think the pastor doesn't have to overcome his things in life. You think the pastor is so spiritual, everything is just perfect. But I'll tell you what, we've got to believe God. We've got a higher truth as God's word, and his word works in our lives. Amen. And today we have the victory. This is going to be the best Christmas you'll ever have in your life this year. Those incredible babies are going to grow up to be great men and women of God. And God's going to split your Red Sea this year coming. Business people, get ready, get ready, get ready for God's blessing. <laughs> Students, get ready for God's hand upon you. And you're going to get your degree. And you're going to pay for it in Jesus' name. Say amen, somebody. Now, I was so blessed to hear the reports of yesterday. Pastor Benjamin and the Northern team uh, gave away 120 brand new bicycles to our underprivileged children from our eight extension services. Pastor Calvin and Beatrice Andrews gave new school uniforms and school bags to all the children in our Rayma Children's Village. Isn't that great? Pastor Devani gave 500 meals, 400 Bibles, 250 party packs to the residents in the Princess Informal Settlement. <laughs> Pastor Neville gave 300 meals and 100 grace grocery hampers in our street ministry in Honeydew. I'll tell you, our church is making a difference and it's making an impact in our communities. Blessed to be a blessing. And I want to continue, this is my last message, God willing, that this is my last message on the subject of prayer. I've been preaching and teaching on the life of prayer. And this morning I want to talk about having an effective prayer life. There are certain things that I think if we understand if we apply them in our life, if we apply the process and the right principles to our life, you'll be much more effective in your prayer life if you do these things. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18 has been our text over the last months, and it reads from the Amplified, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer, or all manner of different kinds of prayer, all manner of prayers and a treaty to the end. Keep alert and watch with a strong purpose and perseverance, interceding on behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people, consecrated. And I talked about the fact that there are different rules 
that govern different sports. And there are different kinds of prayer that you need to apply in different circumstances and situations in your life. And I'm not gonna recap because I've spent weeks and weeks and I'll finish up not having to have time to preach the message today. But there are different kinds of prayer that we need to understand and realize that we need to apply different situations, circumstances in our life. Now, number one today, to have an effective prayer life, decide what you want from God. Some people have a daughter's day doctrine. And the daughter's day, I don't know if some of you were around those days, but I'm talking a long time ago. She used to sing that song, Kay Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future is not ours to see. Kay Sarah, Sarah. Now that's how some of you handle your prayer life. Lord, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think what is, I don't know if it is, if it's not, I don't know what, what, I don't know if it's right, wrong, or whatever. Make sure you come to a place that you decide what you want from God based on your knowledge of God's word, based on your knowledge of God's will for your life, and based in your relationship with God. In John 3, 15, 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire because your desire and his desire will be one. You're not gonna ask for something that will kill you. You're not gonna ask for something that's gonna destroy you. You're not gonna ask for some prostitute to come along and minister to you. You're not gonna steal out the offering and ask God to bless it. You know what God's will is because you know what God's word says his will is. And if you abide in him and he abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. In James chapter one, verses six to eight, it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that person suppose that they will receive anything from the Lord. And the reason why is because he says here in verse eight, he is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. You know, there's so many Christians that are unstable, really, in their ways. One day they say, this is what God wants for me. The next day they say, no, this is what God wants for me. The next day they say, I don't know what God wants for me. And they're unstable in their commitment and walk with God because they are double-minded. This morning, Get single-minded about what God has for your life. Be single-minded about what you need to go to God in prayer for. Be single-minded about what God wants and what God wants you to have. And God is a good God. He's not against you. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be blessed coming in and going out. God wants to provide for your children. God wants to provide for your great-children, great-grandchildren. God wants to provide uh, for your grandparents. God wants you to provide for the parents. Wherever you are today, the Lord is our shepherd. I know that I know that I know God will provide. Amen? The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. So I know I can go to God. 
I can be single-minded about it, and I can say, thank you, Lord, that your word declares that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So the second thing must be that you need to know what your inheritance is in Christ. Some of you know your insurance policies better than the Bible. Some of you know what your agreement in your bond for your house is better than you know your Bible. Some of you know what your rights are. Some of you know exactly what contract you've signed and what it says in that contract. And if somebody wants to break that contract, you will quickly say, no, 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 you cannot, you cannot do this. The contract says, this is what it says. Now, when you come to the word of God, you need to know what your inheritance is. You need to know what your covenant is signed in the blood of Jesus is. You need to know that you know that you know that God wants you to be in divine health. God wants you to be blessed in your life. God wants you to succeed, not to fail. If God be for you, who can be against you? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. It amazes me how doctors never argue with you when you go to them and they examine you and they say, this is what is wrong with you and I'm gonna help you fix that. They don't say, well, we don't know what God's will is here. I don't know if I should help you or not. Let's just pray and ask God whether I must help you or not. They are even more single-minded than most Christians. And I wanna remind you today that we live under a covenant with God. That covenant was established through Jesus Christ and the shedding of his blood. And I know that I know that if God calls you, he will provide for you. I know that if God's purpose and destiny for your life is to go to school, he'll provide for you. That if you get a degree, he will provide for you. He will make a way where there is no way if God says this is the way. Amen? Amen. So you need to know what your inheritance is in Christ. Matthew 7 reads, verses 7 and 8, Ask, and it will be given you. Ask, and it will be given you. How many of you have asked this week? Nobody? Okay, all right. <laughs> Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Proverbs 4.20. This is great scriptures when you're going through certain things. It says, my son or my daughter, my sister, my brethren, whoever you are this morning. My son, daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Have you been spending some time in the Word? Have you been reflecting, meditating on, and applying the Word? We have two truths this morning. One is the truth about how you are in your circumstances, but there's a higher truth. 
That higher truth says you're healed in Jesus' name. That higher truth says that God shall provide for you. You shall be prosper wherever you go. That's the higher truth. Now, thirdly, believe you receive when you pray. Let me say that again because some of you will nod and you'll act like you know it all together and you'll walk out of this auditorium after the service and you'll panic, you'll be anxious, you'll be in fear and you've prayed, did you, did you pray? Yes. Did you believe that you received when you prayed? Yes. But pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. Pastor, you don't understand what the circumstances are. Pastor, you don't know what giants I'm facing. Now, let me ask you this. You must believe when you pray that you receive it. Now, when must you believe it? When must you believe it? Not when you see it. Not when you feel good about it. Not when you got some goosebumps on the way out. Not because the praise and the worship was great and I had a great time. You believe that you receive when you pray. There's a wonderful illustration that from years ago I want to use about a young girl that went to her father and said, you know, Daddy, I really need to get a lovely new dress. I really need one. And he said, daughter, Saturday I'm going to take you shopping and I'm going to buy you that dress. So the next day she went to school, she was hip, jumping up and down, all excited, hopping and skipping to church, whistling a little bit. And so her friend said, why are you so excited today? What makes you so happy? She said, my daddy said on Saturday, I get my new dress. She went back Thursday, Friday to school, jumping, skipping, acting like she's already got the dress. Why are you still excited? Because my daddy said, Saturday's coming. And when Saturday comes, I'm getting my new dress. Saturday came, she woke up early, got dressed early, very excited and jumping up and down. And the father said, daughter, come, let's go and get that dress. And she went and she got there and she said, I'm so excited today because when my dad told me on Wednesday that I'm getting a new dress, I knew his word was his bond. And I wanna tell you today, Saturday's coming. Saturday's coming for your life. If God said it, believe it, receive it, and act if it's so. But Saturday's coming. Saturday's coming in your life. Saturday's coming in my life and yours. And we believe it when we pray, not when we see it, not when we feel it, not when the circumstances show something different. Jesus is our source of everything that pertains to life. Whether it's about physical healing, I told the first service because I love to give the devil a bit of a black eye. Oh, I love it. But I did the same thing as I did when I went into hospital the last time. I took the doctor's surgeon's hands. I said, can I have your hands please, sir? He said, yes. Okay, put them on my chest. I said, Lord, I thank you that you will work through this doctor. 
that these hands are the, your hands and that you will use them to bless me. And you know, he had tears in his eyes. But you see, whether, whatever we face, whatever we go through, Jesus is our source. You might look impossible financially. Jesus is our source of supply. It might look impossible right now with your family, uh, with your children, with circumstances. Jesus is our source of supply. Say, Jesus, Jesus. is my source, is my source. Of, supply. of supply. Say it again. Turn to the person next to you and tell it to them. To the other person around you. Now shout it out loud. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, who's the author, the developer, and the finisher of our faith. And I don't care what you face, you've got Jesus on your side. You can look to Jesus as your source and your strength of supply. Mark 11, 23 and 24, for surely I say to you, ever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Verse 24 from the Amplified, Mark 11 says, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. I'm telling you, you're gonna have enough money to be a blessing to your children. That's why we made sure that nobody is part of this family. You see, we all belong to the great family of God worldwide. But this is our part of our family that nobody is part of our family that's gonna go without a meal at Christmas Day. That we make sure that our family will have a great meal. And I wanna tell you, our Heavenly Father will make sure that He's gonna provide for you over Christmas. That He is gonna provide for you and the responsibilities you have to do for your children. I'm telling you, God is a wonderful God. He's a miracle working God. Say amen, somebody. You're looking at me like, what is? And I'll tell you, we have the higher truth. Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Oh, well, pastor, that's just spiritual blessings. That's right. It starts in the spiritual realm and it manifests in the physical realm and your faith is what brings it from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. You know, uh, you can put on a TV and if you haven't got an antenna, all you do is you get that smoke, that gray. You think, well, there's no picture. Yes, there is a picture. Because I'll tell you why. Get your antenna plugged in, get your aerial plugged in, and here comes the picture. The picture has been there all along. It's the antenna that was the problem. Now I'm telling you, God has provided for you all along. It's your faith that will bring it into this realm here to provide for you, in Jesus' name. Four, thank Him continually for your prayers being answered. I can tell when things are going right for some people and when things are going bad. 
When things are going right, they, oh yes, praise God, I rejoice in the Lord always, I thank God. And then the week later you come and it looks like they've come from God's funeral. They look like they've been sucking lemons. But we're not gonna suck lemons, we're gonna make lemonade. Amen. We will continually thank God this morning. Thank God for these children. Thank God for this church. Thank God that you're alive. Thank God that you have a family. Thank God that you're in a place where you are today. Say amen, somebody. A friend of mine called me this week from America, and he said, you know, Ray, I was coming back from Australia, and the plane was delayed eight hours. Then I finished up missing my connections, and he said, you know, I sat in the morning at the airport, and the, the only flight that I could get out to my house was in the evening. So he said, I sat there and I felt so sorry for myself, he said. I sat there and I thought, woe is me. I've been traveling for 20 something hours and now I'm sitting in this airport all by myself. And he said he felt that the Lord spoke to him in his heart and the Lord said to him, do you know there are people that haven't got food? What are you complaining about? I'll tell you what, thank him today that you got some food to eat. Thank him today that you are living and well and here today. Thank him today that you belong to a great kingdom, the kingdom of God. Thank him today for everything that he's done in the past, everything he'll do in the present, and everything he's gonna do in the future. Thank God today for your wife. Thank God for your husband. Thank God for your children. Even if it doesn't look so good today, you're still gonna get your husband saved. He's still gonna come right somehow, some way, something. Look at your husband today and say, God loves you too much to leave you as you are. See, nobody will do that. Okay, now, fine, okay. Only joking. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 6, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Don't get double-minded now. Come on, it's not irresponsible. Just know that you've cast your cares upon him. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms 100, one of my favorite psalms. It reads, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Right now, close your eyes for the next minute and thank him. Come on, thank him for whatever you've seen this week, whatever's happened, whatever God has done for you in the past. Just thank him. Just tell him, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that you're not finished with us yet. Thank you, Lord, that whatever you've called us to do, you will complete. Whatever you have for our life, you will be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled.
And I'm going to finish with this today. Get your shouting shoes on. Get ready, get ready. As T.G. Jake says, get ready, get ready, get ready. Jesus is the name that unlocks heaven. Thank God for the name of Jesus. John 14, 14, if you ask anything in my name, he will do it. John 16, 23, 24, in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and your joy and you will receive that your joy may be full. Are you full of joy this morning? Ephesians 1.21 Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. We've been given and delegated the name of Jesus for our lives. When we say Jesus, we enter into the throne room of grace automatically. Every knee has to bow its knee to Jesus. Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is our intercessor. Jesus is our advocate. And Jesus is our Lord. Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus to the person next to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Sickness, disease is a name. Lack is a name. Poverty is a name. Anxiety is a name. Fear is a name. And in the name of Jesus, we come against all of those things. Father, we rebuke the enemy in our lives in Jesus' name. Father, we speak life into our bodies. We speak life into our minds. We speak life into our families. Our children will not go to hell. Our children will not run away and turn their backs on you. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Say amen. amen. Hebrews 4, verses 14 and 16. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Hang on to your confession. Hold fast to your confession this morning. You've been confessing and believing God for your children. Hang on to it. Don't let it slip away. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Philippians 2 verses 9 to 11 in closing. Therefore God has also highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. If people want to come against you this holidays, if somebody puts a curse on you this holidays, you rebuke it in the name of of Jesus. It has no authority. It has no right. Poverty doesn't have to rest upon you. 
every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Psalm 72, 17, his name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun and people shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Revelations 19, 16, he is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Alpha, he is the Omega, he is the beginning, and he is the end. He is wonderful, he's the bread of life, he's the sweet rose of Sharon, amen? He is the king that's above every king. I want you to stand this morning, and I want you just to give him thanks this morning. I want you to raise your hands in thanksgiving this morning. I want you to believe that you received, that when you prayed, you received it. And I'll tell you what, Saturday's coming. Saturday's coming. Amen and amen and amen. Raise your hands right now. Worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you're going to do. For all that you've promised. And all that you are is all that has carried me through. Jesus, I thank you. Come on, let's thank him, church, and I thank you. And I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Come on, Lord, I thank you. Come on, let's worship him. And I thank you, yeah. I thank you, oh, Lord. just for the next minute or so, raise your hands and begin to thank Him in your life. Yeah. For your family, begin to thank Him for your children if you got. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, you. thank Him for your wife, your husband. 
Thank you for your grandparents. Come on, just thank him. Anything that you can remember that you want to thank him for today. Anything that comes to your remembrance. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. Thank you, Jesus. What a privilege and an honor it is, Lord, to serve you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just pray in the Spirit for another minute, please. Just pray. Nobody moving at this time, please. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. If you're standing here today and you were to leave this earth right now and you have no idea what would happen to you and where you would go, then I believe God's brought you here by design. You're not here by accident. It's not because somebody invited you or somebody asked you to come. It's because God wants to be the Lord of your life. Jesus said you must be born again. Jesus never came to start another religion. He came to have a relationship with you. To be born again just means you recognize you cannot save yourself, satisfy yourself, or fulfill yourself. That you have to look outside of yourself and you have to say, yes, Jesus, I recognize that I need you to be my savior. I need to invite you and I want you to come into my life and be the Lord of my life. He'll come in. He'll come in. And this morning, regardless of what's happened in your life or your background or what you've been through, you can come to him just as you are, no perfect people allowed. And his arms are open wide and he'll embrace you. He'll love you. He loves you unconditionally anyway. And he'll wash you and he'll cleanse you and he'll come and live in you and he'll be your God and you'll be his people. Or maybe you hear today and you say, Pastor, I did pray that prayer. But over months, years, or whatever, you might find yourself living in a pigsty, this a spiritual pigsty this morning. And you need to come home. He says, come. You do the coming, he'll do the same. You can come home, he's not gonna point a finger at you, he's gonna embrace you, hug you, and love you. You just come. And he'll do the rest. So if you fit into either one of those two categories today, please give me the privilege and honor of praying for you. And if you want my prayer for you right now, please just slip your hand up. What a privilege it'll be for me to pray for you. Raise your hand if you fit into any of those two categories. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Quickly raise your hand up as I look through this congregation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless you, bless you. Come on, be included. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be excluded, thank you. Thank you, bless you, bless you, bless you. If you haven't raised your hand yet, just do it now, come on. 
Don't listen to your head right now. Listen to your heart. Thank you. 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 God's dealing with your heart right now. Quickly, if you haven't raised your hand as I look through this congregation, one more time. Thank you, Jesus. What if a person gains the whole world? Thank you. Loses their soul. That's how valuable God sees you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Now, if you raised your hand or should have raised it, please just get out from where you are. Bring your personal belongings with you and come down here to the front, please. Come. Come, come, come. Come on, come. Come on, let's give them a hand of encouragement. seconds. Come. We're waiting for you still. Come. Thank you, Jesus. Would you bow your heads, please, and we'll pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for speaking to my heart today. I now surrender my life to you. I believe that you are God the Son. I believe that you died on the cross for me, shed your blood for me. And I believe with all my heart that you've been raised from the dead. I now receive you as my Lord, as my Savior, spirit, soul, and body. Amen and amen. Would you turn to your left? Just go with Pastor Sophisa over there. We're going to just pray with you and give you something, please, if you don't mind. Just go, please. Just go with it. Would you go? Just follow him there, please. Come on. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, Jesus. There'll be people up front to pray with you and for you. We thank God. This Christmas is going to be great. I'm already totally excited about Christmas Day.